0: Welcome to a Change Mind, a podcast about turning pain into purpose.
1: This is our second episode. My Mind Matters is the subject tonight. I am Chappelle, and I like to go by Dr. Mommy. I'm Toby. I'm Khadija. I'm Rashida. All right. So my mind matters. So really, right. uh, I was thinking about this and I'm like, oh, my mind matters. So when I really started to realize when my mind matters, it, I guess it started with single motherhood. Right. And so I really had to dig deep when I was thinking about it um, because like, I just got down to nothing. Right. I really had nothing. It was just like a disaster for me. I felt like I fought my whole life not to be that single mom struggling, not that, like, you know, my mom was a single mom, but not that I had a bad life. I just know what it meant to really have, like, just, you know, that two-parent household. And so I know the effect, and I'm into research, and, you know, because of my education and all this stuff, and my outlet was school. And so, you know, I was just school, school, school. I was always focused on my goals and stuff like that. And then, you know, I was young, and I had my master's. I was like, you know, like, I want to... I want a family. I want a man. I want to do this. I want to do that. And then when I really was left just with me and that baby, I really didn't know what to do. Yeah. And so I was just really scattered. I was all over the place, right? And everybody mm, was judging right. me. Everybody was looking at me like I was crazy. Like, get over yeah. it. Everybody's mm. a single mom. You, you yes. black. Get over it. You got degrees. You know God. Da, 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 da. And that's the reality of it. Like, you know, I like, I, and that is really what changed me. Or whatever that like, changed my mind was me knowing God, but it took a while for me to really get, get there, right? To really say like, yeah. like, cause I was down to nothing. And so it was like, right. all right, what can you do to move forward? And I really had to focus, like get my mind right. I had to isolate myself. I would say isolation, elevation. Like I had to really isolate myself like yeah like and i went through i had to do counseling i had to leave work i had to do so many things like just for me and that baby and you know in the reality i I had to get take care of me first to be able to give to her but it was just a tough journey and i really had to like it's a conscious day-to-day effort even today to really change my my mind right and realize that like my mind matters first i can't do anything for anybody until i really like get my mind right. Yeah, and yeah. it's just a single brotherhood is really like what made me realize, okay, my mind matters. Let me practice that self-care, you know, before I'm able to give to anybody like anything. Mm. <laughs> and so, oh no, like yeah. that's what I thought about when I thought about this week's topic, you know, my mind matters. Like that's why my mind matters because I can't do anything if my mind isn't right. Right. Yes. Right. Wow. That's powerful. I want to
0: say for so long, um, I didn't even know my mind mattered. You know what I mean? Yeah. Wow. Who I became was a series of experiences that I had went through. You know, it's like I had to be peeled like an onion, you know, because I in my mind, all I wanted to do was please people. You know, so if that mean I needed to be quiet around you, or if that meant that I have to, you know, talk about other people around you, you know, just to get your uh, approval. You know what I mean? Like, um, my mind mattered, but to me, because I was insecure in me, it mattered what other people thought about me. You, you understand? Yeah, I, I wanted that approval at any cost of. Uh, even building myself up as, you know, something that I wasn't supposed to be just to be able to please other people, do what they wanted me to do. I think uh, peer pressure became a part of that, you know, wanting to be like other people, wanting to smoke weed when I knew my, I knew for some kind of reason, I just knew that I, I didn't belong in the street, but I wanted the streets, you know, um, right. Right. I wanted that that life because it was so exciting and so alluring. But at the same time, the pressure of it all um, just became too overwhelming. So it was like I had to be peeled like an onion. Everything that I learned, I was like educated in the streets, you know, I had to unlearn. It wasn't so it was my mind matters. But I was like, a type of person that it was all about me after a while, you know? So I had to learn that my mind matters and so does other people and what we do affects other people also. And, um, when I finally realized that I was like, wow, there was like a checklist of things that I had to work on, on myself, like mm-hmm. insecurity, doubt, fear, unbelief. And when I had to do this, do these things, It was amazing because I could trace it back to a childhood. Everything that was covering the original me, the authentic me started as a child. Oh, my goodness. I remember. I'm not trying to keep a hostage, but I just want to tell you, like, I had got a great breakthrough. When one of my one of my leaders asked me, she said, she said, what is that feeling that you feel? I said, it's fear. She said, she looked at me. She said, where did it come from? Mm. and automatically I went back to a little girl with the same feelings that I had as a child, you know what I mean, that, okay, no, your mind doesn't matter, but it matters that you please your stepmother, because, you know, you don't want her to cuss you out, it matters if your father approves you, because if he don't, you know, you might as well just jump in front of a train, it matters if my boyfriend, you know, uh, he gotta love me, you know, it matters if he, you know, all those things matter, but it didn't matter. You know, what matter mm. is that I love me, that I care, care about me.
1: Right. So
0: those were some of the things when she said that I got the biggest breakthrough, because I realized that some of those things that I have um, became was grounded in my childhood. Slowly, I had to be peeled like an onion. So I just wanted to say
1: that. Wow. That's powerful. I agree with that too. Ooh.
2: So coming, getting to this point for me has been realizing, um, how important protecting my peace and, um, keeping my mental health, uh, secure. It's been like a year in the making. So the end of last year, um, work you know I've been working with families and I feel like saying the right things, supporting families but realizing that I was broken in my own right in my own personal life and a lot of it has been the internal stuff the things I've been telling myself that I'm not worthy of and the end of last year um just working on multiple cases, multiple families. And one of the um, cases was a four-year-old child who was um, killed. And I remember fixating on it. And so I've been doing it long enough to know, okay, something's up. I've heard all kinds of horrible stories, but I'm fixating on the details of this. So I did start um, the counseling and through that, um, having those conversations. And then that was the end of last year. And then I guess like February, March, COVID hit. Then I got sick. Then my dad got sick and he died. And like I've shared before, that just opened me up. And I realized I was just moving. I'm just, I was just motivated out of so much grief and pain. And it triggered so much, um, or it made me more aware, I should say. It made me more aware of all the stuff that I had been carrying about uh, my own worth. Um, through all of this Uh, and so as I get to this point and we're doing these amazing conversations and I'm with you amazing women every week even though I know like I tell other people how great they are I still like what I can't believe this is happening like is this real like what yeah (laughs) And part of (laughs) this kind of exploring how my mind matters is kind of just really allowing myself to feel what I feel, be who I am and enjoy it. I've had so many limitations and I'm not allowed to be this. I'm a mom, I'm a wife, I work, I'm this I've, I've, I've allowed myself to be limited and it's affected me, um, in so many ways. And I, I, I joke about, um, you know, I think we were talking about the different things, um, that we attach ourselves to, um, whether it's drinking or sex or whatever. And I joke about the food, but really, I mean, that's real, for me, it is, is yeah. that yeah. comfort, Hell, right?
3: <laughs> food, <laughs> y'all. right? Yeah, because I right. love food too. Me right. So
2: <laughs> and yeah. I
3: know when
2: I feel stressed, I'm like, oh, I need some buffalo wings. Like, yeah, I, mm-hmm. tiny I'm tiny like I need something <laughs> greasy.
0: I'm like, <laughs> you you I, tiny I tiny t- joke t- about t- it, <laughs> but it's like it <laughs> triggers it. Yeah, <laughs> right. uh, especially right. something you ain't posted. You could be like, i exactly. want exactly. it. exactly, exactly. You know,
2: exactly. And so for me, this has all been just I don't know. It feels crazy because it's things like, Chappelle, you're saying you, you're you educated and you study and it's like you know the stuff you know intellectually, but you're still human and you're like... Yeah,
1: it's like, yeah, yeah and I'm still flawed and I still had a whole right. bunch of trauma. Like, so something's exactly. like flawed, something Right, so like i Exactly. Right. Yeah. And exactly. The stuff that I would say
2: to someone else, I can't even yes. say. I wasn't allowing myself
1: to hear exactly.
2: or, or embrace exactly. for myself.
1: Exactly. Mm-hmm. So
2: for me, part of uh, this conversation is just about uh, being able to step into that and uh, making room for that in my life. And you, know, it feels like I know there are people like even in work, uh, the notion of talking about mental health is like for other people, but it's right. usually not for black women. It's like we we ain't got time for that. We, we still got to do whatever we got to do. We got to keep it moving. And I appreciate that things are changing in that way, and we're like really embracing that more. But I know yeah, for me, so, so it's um, it's just being being able to uh, embrace it all and be open and honest, and mm-hmm. um, ask for help, get help, um, and do what I need to 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 do to protect my peace. Yes.
3: Yes. Yes. That's like, that's really powerful, Toby, like everything that you said about just protecting your peace and also allowing yourself like we a lot of times we give that advice to people. Right. And we tell them, like, mm-hmm. you will to be OK. Or, you you know, you could take a chance to rest or you need a break. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times we don't allow ourselves to do that. So we have all of these preconceived notions of how we should be. Right. right. And and it's not real. And and it takes me back when I was thinking about why my mind matter. And I'm like, all right, how why do my mind matter? Right. And um, you think about a public success but a private failure right Mm -hmm. you know and a lot of times Mm -hmm. we are these public successes but in private we're we're failures right Mm -hmm. and as I just begin to think about it more and more it's like the Lord just brought me to um to Mark 5 and and I'm just going like kind of go into it a little bit you, you guys if you don't mind um in the book of Mark Jesus he encounters a man who lived in the tombs and um, and this man lived in the tombs, and he was he had been chained hand and foot at one time, but the people could no longer subdue this man, so he was basically free, but he was still mentally in bondage, so he couldn't escape the tomb that he was in. And um, and, and as I began to meditate, I said a tomb. I said, A tomb. When you think about a tomb, you think about like mummies, and you think about the people that have died and went on. So in a tomb, is dead things that live in this tomb. So it's, so I, when I thought about it, I said, wow, a tomb is cold, it's quiet, it's isolated, it's dark. You know, nothing lives there but the dead. And this man had lived in the tombs. And I started to go back as like, how we sometimes as people, we live in a tomb within our own mind, right? So mm-hmm. so even though nobody can see this tomb that we're, that, we're, that we're in, but in our minds internally, we live in a dark place within our minds when we start thinking about the things that are past. We think yeah. start thinking about our past regrets, our mm-hmm. past failures, our, our past childhood trauma, you know, and even sometimes it's the things that we deal with on a day-to-day basis. So mentally, we are oppressed, but physically, we are free. And from the outside, looking in, nobody can see that we are dealing with all of this turmoil on the inside, because in our minds, we are tuned. We are Mm -hmm. in a dark place in our minds. And it started to take me back. And it said, like, like, it's a fragile place to be in a tomb in your mind. It's a fragile environment to exist and not even understand how to break free from that. And the people around you can't even help you to break free from the tomb and the dark places that you still go to in your mind. Mm -hmm. And it had nothing to do with, you know, sometimes we talk about, you know, we talk about being successful and we if I get my education or if I get the right, right job or if I get the right career, if I get mm-hmm. the right, the right mm-hmm. relationship, right. Then I'm going to be happy. Then I, be then it's going to make right. sense. Right. But right. the <laughs> external circumstances got nothing to do with what's do with going it. on internally. So internally mm-hmm. you dying, but externally you look good. Right. So you that exactly. public success, but you that private failure internally, you're dying and everybody sees you and everybody like, look at her or look at him. Look at how they doing it. But inwardly, when you go home, when you close the door, when it's late at night, when you're right. in your room, when you're in your Room, you crying, you depressed because you can't get past that pain. You can't get past what daddy did. You can't get past what your uncle did or your cousin did. You can't get past that feeling of being unworthy. You can't get yes. past the feeling of being insecure. You can't get past the fear. You can't get past rejection. You can't get past the feelings of not being good enough, right? right. And I just started thinking I said, yes. how could you exist in this place? Right? I'm I'm and I'm going back and I'm thinking about my own circumstances. I said, God, wow, Khadija, you've been there. You've been in this tomb. You've been in this tomb, this place where everybody thought you was good, but inwardly you were crying out. And everybody around you, you may have been able to make people laugh. People may have loved to be around you, but when you got home, you couldn't even even look at yourself in in the face. You couldn't even look at yourself in the face. And it didn't matter if you was rich or poor. It didn't matter if you was black or white. You know, the internal tomb that you lived in, It it went across economic barriers. It went across race. It it was nothing that could kind of make it like, oh, okay, if you this, you can you can fit in this. If you're a woman, you can fit here. If you're a man, you can fit here. If you're black, you can fit here. But if you're poor, you can fit here. But it was like no type of difference because the tomb was in the mind. And as I began to think, I said, how how many of us are in a tomb in our mind into the outward world? We we make them laugh. We got friendships and we got relationships and everybody yes. is happy around us. But when we get home, yes. nobody can hear our cries. Right. Nobody can hear our cries. And, 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 and as I began to read, it, it said this man was in the tomb and he cried night and day. Ah. Night and day he was in the tombs and in the hills and he would cry out night and day. And and when nobody could hear his cry, and nobody could help him, he began to cut himself with stones.
1: So then I started
3: to think about the things that we use to cut ourselves. So because we have this inward pain that we can't deal with, we (laughs) use external circumstances to cope. And like going back to what Toby said, we use the food, we use the sex, we use the drugs, we use the alcohol, we use power, we use fame, we use success, we use money, we use relationships, to cope what we're dealing with internally. But when that's not enough, What happens when that's not enough? Then we got cases like the the Robin Williams of the world. This man made people laugh. He made millions of people laugh. Miss Doubtfire. He made people laugh. He made people cry. He he brought joy and laughter into many homes. But internally, this man was dying. And the money didn't mean anything. The family didn't mean anything. He was dying inside. So it's Mm -hmm. like As I begin to think about that, I said, we got to get, we got to get honest, right? And we got to refuse, refuse not to call these things out. We have to call out these inner demons. We got to call out fear. We got to call out rejection. We got to call out abandonment. We got to call out everything that's internal. So that way it never has a chance to be in a cold, dark place in our minds. And that's why we're having this topic and this conversation is so important because we got to talk about these things. We got to take yes. the, the, the veil off of it and we got to expose these things because it goes through it. Go, everybody experiences these things. It everybody does. goes really into does. a dark place in your mind. I don't care yes. who you are. You know what I mean? I don't care what you got. You, we all go to these places in our minds. And if we don't deal with them, we can begin to inflict an external pain for something that's internal because the battlefield has always been in our mind.
0: Yes, you better go
1: ahead, Pastor
2: Khadija. This is on
1: fire. Period.
0: (laughs) I thank you for sharing that because that is so real. Mm. And what makes that kind of prison or bondage the worst? Is when you are you really go to other people to help you, and because they think that you are so powerful in their own mind, right? Yeah. Ooh. Oh, you're gonna be all right, girl, and they don't know right. you can jump off the do Right, right. you gonna yeah. be you're gonna be all right. Just listen to what I got to say. God got you. I've had so many people say that to me. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. But until I had to learn that I had to some things I had to take to God. And mm-hmm. it was like, God was asking me, will you be made whole? You know, mm-hmm. do you want to be healed? Mm-hmm. I mean, we ask some people just don't. And some right. people do. But right. we have to say, yes, this is what I want. It's a difference. I mean, for me, it was a time when I was all right where I was.
3: Right. Because right. the
0: darkness became like a, 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 mm-hmm. a, a, a. It was yeah, it was it was what it was. I learned how to manage in that dark place. Mm, but yeah. only until in Lola Bar because in Lola Bar you don't have no responsibilities. There is yeah. no accountability. There is no uh uh you know uh, looking at yourself and, and reflecting about what you just day by day just doing what you want to do. Mm,
1: you know, in exactly. that
0: low place. But as you start getting up you just start more, start accountability. God starts saying, okay, well, let's see what you want to do. Let's deal with this issue. Because if I don't deal with this, then this is going to happen. Right. You know what right. I mean? Right. So yeah. the dark place for me also was a place where it also was a place. I think that those places, some of those places, like you said, a lot of us stay not stay, but, uh, we all have them. Sometimes some of those places, God is always going to keep us in a place where we need him. Right. No matter how much we have, how many God doesn't. You can have so many degrees as a thermometer. He don't care. (laughs) Then we start thinking about, oh, I'm this this and I'm that, and then God say, oh, you is. You forgot who gave you that. You forgot who elevated you to to that position. You forgot who gave you that house. So for Mm. me. What happened to me, the reason why I I, I call myself, you know, how you be skating backwards was because I started thinking too much more of myself. You know, so many Mm. things was happening to me that I forgot to stay at the feet of the person that got me where I am. Right. You know, I just was moving so fast and so many doors was opening that I wasn't taking out the time for me. Right. And I got people mm-hmm. calling me, Rashida, woo, woo, woo. I'm like, oh, everybody think I'm great. Wow. Because to me, Rashida know Rashida.
3: Mm-hmm. Rashida
0: mm-hmm. know Rashida's heart. And right. I want her help. You know, but I thank God that I was, that that place that I was at, to this day, it keeps me humble you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Knowing that, you know, I got to stay, you know, not, not to a place of brokenness, but to a place of humility, Mm -hmm. knowing that I was the type of person that had a whole bunch of money on the ground, crying out in my room, asking God to keep my mind. Couldn't Mm -hmm. even spend the money. You know what even spend it. And you
3: you know what else, Rashida? Right. You know, what else was so, um, just, I guess, so powerful. It was like, out of all the people this man was around, nobody
0: can yes, help him. nobody can yeah. nobody can help him. Mm-hmm.
1: Like, nobody was that.
3: people, they would talk about him. You know yeah. how you got the people that talk about you, you yes. know, they you. you. They
0: he got everything like, to say about He's... right, they got a lot to say about you, but nobody can and help you. you, right? you know? right, nobody can, nobody can help can you can help you. And how about it gets like that sometime?
3: Right. <laughs> right, right, right. And it's like, and it's like, you know what else hit me like too is like. <laughs> he asked this man, right? He said, what's your name? He said, we are legion. We are many, right? So then it made me go back to like, it's not just one thing, right? So sometimes it might be like just one thing. No, but it'd be like, it'd be lust. It'd be fear. It'd be rejection. It'd be abandonment. It'd be pride. It'd be anger. It'd be bitterness. It'd be shame. It'd be regret. So it's all of these things bottled up in one and you trying to cope. And before you know, the next thing you know, you like, man, I maybe, maybe this guy, this relationship will work, right? And then you, yes. then you just, then you just <laughs> then enter in works. this relationship because then you like, man, as long as I can kick my mind off and I can have some sex, then, you know, I ain't going to worry about everything else that's going on, but it doesn't work. You just it numbing, you numbing the pain. It doesn't
1: You numbing it. it and it don't and, even work. And that's that accountability part. Like just, you know, it takes a while for you to really get there and acknowledge like, there's things wrong with me that I Mm -hmm. had to address. I had to, like, you know, like you can't always be pointing the finger out. Like when you get down to nothing, you really got to look, you know, look in the mirror and reflect on some things and just heal. And it's not necessarily that that it's your fault, but you know, you experience things in life and it's cause and effect. And so, right, like, Mm -hmm. but it just really gets, you got to really get there and it, And once you do get there, you still can't expect everyone. And I said this last week, you really can't expect everyone else to be in the same place as you. Like, just because you realize your mind matter, Mm -hmm. don't mean they know that they mind matter. So when you go out, you know, and you are, you just got to get a certain level of strength to really just handle, like, you know, being around certain atmospheres and people and places. Mm -hmm. And until you get there and acknowledge, like, what's, you know, what's going on within And it is really going to be hard to do that. That's true. Right. And, you know, that I was going to
2: say, too, that to the point that you just made, we also create around us. um, We show people or teach people how to treat us or not value us and our uh, spirit. Because I can recall on the day of my dad's funeral, taking calls and still doing work and not really understanding or valuing my own self and spirit in the moment which meant that the people i was around that i'm working with wouldn't value it either right. um and not even having setting that boundary wow. that i probably needed to take that time for myself well i know i needed to in hindsight but in that moment didn't even have that value for myself um how broken i was um how much i needed to kind of regroup mm-hmm. and sit and and be still. Uh, And so some of the self-fulfilling things, the not being worthy, you teach people how to not value you too by not valuing yourself.
3: Yes. Crazy because sometimes it's like the strongest people, right? And when you look like sometimes if you just look at some of your relationships and stuff like that, the strongest people, the people that really never come to you for help are always the ones that are suffering in silence. Right. Because those are sometimes the people that everybody assumes that they're okay. Right. So you never ask your strong friend how you doing. Right. Because in your mind, your strong friend got it together. But Mm -hmm. even like, but even that strong friend, even that person that strong person that you look at from the outward end, they suffer in silence, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like it's also being allowing ourselves, like what you said, Toby, is allowing ourselves to just be, allow ourselves to be in a place where we need to heal, allow ourselves to be in a place where, where we can get the the help and the reassurance that we need not always being in a place where we're trying to people please and I think you mentioned mm-hmm. it too Rashida like you was always mm. taking care of everybody else trying to please everybody else let, let me be in this environment and be this so you kind of like a chameleon each environment you go in you chameleon so you can fit into that environment and please other people but inwardly you still unhappy inwardly you still um, spreading yourself too thin so it's like it's so important because I feel like in this society in this day and age we have this narcissism like where we can do everything we right can everything. Where we, we can do everything I, I could do right. everything I got it I got it and it's you know and it's and it's, it's a it's a it's a fragile thing because it's like you don't got it you can't do mm-hmm. everything you yeah. can't be everything right. for everybody because you can't even be it for yourself right. and um and it's, it's just it's it's like wow like when we really get start to peel back the layers of why our mind matters and like Chappelle said like everybody is not gonna realize that their mind matters and that's okay too but right. as long as we are standing in our truth that's the most important
0: Yes. And, and when you said like our mind matters and I also believe because it was so many times when I wanted, I wanted to do something different. I wanted to try to change some of the things that would change my mind or help me to get to another level. I just thought that I was too far behind. You know what I mean? Like, where do I start? Okay. It's like, God, you show me all this stuff about me. Where do I start I'm going to tell you, this week has been such a weight lifted off of my shoulders when I finally, finally, finally realized that I am not God. I Mm. began (laughs) to release folk who had no intentions on changing, and I knew it. You know Mm. what I'm saying? I began to release people to God. And I believe that that was a part of my process, realizing that you can't do it. I can't. He can and I'm gonna let him, you know, especially right. with people who continuously, mm. you know, you you some people we can get addicted to helping. Some people are right. uh, we get addicted to that 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 helping mentality. We always find and trying to find an assignment. But how about the assignment we need to work on ourselves? Well, like, see, where's my right. next assignment? Who right. oh, I gotta help, you know, because it'll take me away from the drawing board of dealing with Rashida. If I'm helping somebody else and I am a firm believer because the Bible says that he will heal you, that he heals us as we go. Right. As we begin, because the Bible is clear as we water other people that we ourselves will be watered. But it takes a time also when he say, come unto me and I will give you rest. We, we, We have to know when God is requiring us to rest for the next journey. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, turn it off my phone. My phone rings off the hook. I don't have the answers for everybody, you know. Um, But I just thank God that I am able to say that, that I'm able to say, well, I can't. In this situation, I might can't help you with that. But I can direct you to somebody that can. Exactly. <laughs>
1: uh, That sounds like me. Oh my goodness. I'm (laughs) I listen, I would do that all the Mm -hmm. time until I really became a mom. I'm telling you, like it's like a burnout. Even now I still help people, but you know, I know when to cut it off. I'll keep my phone not disturbed. Like you said, I will refer you to other resources that I'm aware of, et cetera. Like, but I can't do it for everyone uh, because I need to do it for myself. And that was a harsh reality for me. Yes, like, it, it really, really was. Like, I thought I could right. just save everybody, yes. you know, that came to me with a problem or issue. But now it's like, listen, I got to protect my peace, like you said earlier, Toby. Mm-hmm. Um And yeah, like, because <laughs> my daughter and me. And God, you know, like, he really helps me uh, focus on that and realize, <laughs> like, I had to really get with God. I'm serious. Like, yeah. I had three yeah, top Chappelle. people that I love. Seriously, I had to, it took a while for me to really say, you know what? That's all I got right now. Yeah. What do you need to say? Papa, listen. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Papa, yes. I, I need you now. I was crying, breathing, yeah. shouting. And like, and he has continued to just direct me and just, you know, keep me still throughout the most chaotic situations. Like, and I tell people all the time, listen, trust God. I don't know what to tell you. I can't tell you what to do, but, but listen, if you get with God, he got you. Right. And if you act like it's already great, it's going to be great in a little bit. For <laughs> real. Yeah, world. yeah, like, yeah I'm, Okay. I'm so serious. <laughs> And
0: it came to a point in my life where, you know, how with my spiritual mother, I was just like, she just helped me and I was just, she was just there for me all the time. But then it came to a point where it was saying like, I was supposed to move forward and I mm. did not want to, you know what I mean? I was like, right. like holding on to her leg, like, please, no, 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 I'm, I'm still, I'm still a baby. Please hold me, you know, right. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm, not, I'm not, I'm not ready to go out there, no. Pushed me out of the nest yet, right. and when I got pushed out of the nest, that was one of the until it was like God was like you were so dependent on other people, you know what mm. I mean? <laughs> you were dependent wow. on other people. You were depending on. The church building, you were depending upon other things, food, all those things. I had to let you get to the end of yourself yes. when you get tired of things. So, what did he do to me? He shut the church down. I was like, My pastor said, She said, We, you know, we're going to be, she, she moved back over uh, to Delaware because she had got married. I, I was lost i was literally lost so when we put our confidence in other people they can right. have the ability and the authority to you know what I mean like like yeah. if mm-hmm. i put my confidence in a man you create an idol yeah all this unnecessary power if he's not with me any longer he's right. allowed to take everything that i thought i had right
1: he's allowed
0: to take mm-hmm. that piece if i make you my peace and you ain't god then the person that made you make your pieces and' they're able to take your peace at the same time mm- mm-hmm.
3: It was so funny that you said you was like holding on to your spiritual mother's leg. Like, no, I can't let it go. And it's so funny because that's why I feel like God... He never wants you to have anything before him. That's why the word, you know, it's yes. love the Lord, that I God really with your heart, soul and mind and love your neighbor as you love yourself. But it's like, love me first, right? Because if you love me first, then you can never make an idol out of anything. You can never make an idol out of your spouse. You can never make an idol out of your children. You can never make an idol out of your money, your power, oh, your Lord. fame, whatever. Right. Because sometimes he forces you to let go of some relationships in order for you to grow. And he know you may have gotten everything that you needed from that relationship. And then he's like, okay, okay, daughter. Okay, now now let this go so I can take you here. Now I'm pushing you forward. Right. Because if you stay there, then the next thing you know, you stay stuck in an environment where you can't cultivate anymore. He can't cultivate any new gifts in you. And he like, no, I'm I'm taking you here and you got to meet this person. You got to meet this person and you got to be able to, to move with him. Yes. So he like no, right. you can't be connect. Sometimes he gotta break those connections those and it connected.
2: hurts so mm-hmm.
3: bad because you'll be like, Oh, I'm, I'm I'm comfortable with these people. I'm 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 comfortable. Like, and, and it brings me back. I was going to the um school of prophecy, and I went to the school of prophecy for two years, and the Lord was like, All right, and it's it was 18 of people in my class, and the Lord was like, All right, um, it's time for you to let them go. I'm like, huh? I'm the baby in the class, Papa. You want me to let this, this, this whole, all these, these powerful women of God go. He's like, yeah, let them go. Cause I'm moving you forward. That's not where you, I want you at. And I almost went through an internal thing. Like, cause I started to rely on those relationships. Right. And when he ripped it away, it was like, Ooh, this don't feel good. Right. But sometimes he's doing it so we can grow.
0: Yeah. So we can grow, and I remember I told my daughter because she would tell me she's often how grown she is, you know that mm-hmm. stage of sixteen. Well, I'm, all <laughs> up, you know, and then the next minute she went fear. I said, "Well, you can't occupy two spaces at one time. Right?
3: Either you're grown, or
0: yeah. you're not, or you're not, because grown people have car fear, You know what I mean? <laughs> so, it's like we cannot. Is I guess it's like when when. <laughs> God is saying, it's time for you to get to a level, a certain maturity, because we all in different levels in God, but we'd be like, no, I still want to say a baby, but god <laughs> be like, no, but you, but you want the nations, you want to be able to speak, you want to be able to do things, you can't stay in that place at the same time and be mature, you have to let go of the apron, you have to let go of the skirt. And that, 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 that is basically trusting God and stepping out on faith. Right. Wow. Mm. That's. That's powerful right there. Just stepping out yeah. on faith
3: is powerful because when we think about stepping out on faith, we want to know everything, right? Our human existence everything. is like, I got to know what's going to happen. We got, we even in science, mm-hmm. we got to do a hypothesis. Yeah. We got to do a problem statement and everything like that because we need to know everything. And, and when we don't know, we feel insecure. We feel yeah. un, uncertain and unsure. And the Lord like, yeah, I want you to feel like that so you can rely only on me. <laughs> and you be yeah. like, huh?
1: He's yeah. like, nah, I want you to rely
3: only on me. I, I can't tell you where, where A and B going to connect because I just need you to go and step out on A. And then I'll connect B later on, right? So yeah. it's like, but even in that, it's like you get an opportunity to experience a whole different life.
0: We talked right. about this earlier. I don't know what we were in the air about doing things afraid, stepping out on yeah. things afraid and, mm-hmm. and what that feels like. And um mm. whatever we do in our life, even as far as change is concerned, it's gonna re- require faith. You know what right. I mean? Right. From yeah. you to go from one state of mind to the next it has to be faith. It has to be some kind of faith somewhere where you can say this might can happen for me because my dad mm-hmm. talked about a made having a made up mind. You know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. When your mind is made up that no matter what I'm doing, I'm not going back. You know, um, I changed my mind about some things, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It might be one of them, <laughs> <laughs> you, love you, you, mess, a thousand you messing with my piece, <laughs> right. you know you i I, know. I don't <laughs> care how much i love right. you how cute your eyes yeah, you know, right. because <laughs> <laughs> if you are messing if you are with this process that i'm going through that's not only going to save me but the generations to come right it right. can't be worth the things that we substitute stuff for right you know what I mean right. How huh? can the enemy it's, what is what says is, what does a man for gain to gain a whole world and lose his soul? soul.
3: with profit man. It's not only just yeah. your
0: soul, but it's the soul of your children, your lineage, your your, exactly. your children to come. <laughs> what can the enemy give us? It's whatever we desires because he said we drawn away by the things we desire. I might desire a a a a reese cup. You know, Toby might want a. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> You know, you chocolate know, chip cheese, cookie. Chocolate cookie. What I might want some ice is. cream. Yes, <laughs> I want a chicken <laughs> cheese steak. I love my steak, <laughs> y'all. I tear chicken <laughs> cheese steak up about like once every oh, other week. What is it? No, so that that keeps Man. us. You know what? What you know that we think keeps us happy, but I'm telling you, it's it's been an amazing journey. Definitely, this feels so. Ugh, this conversation, just all the things
2: that I'm dealing with personally that I've shared it's challenging me to step out on faith and kind of do what I know I need to do. Or, well, that I'm right. I've come to this realization in the last few weeks that, yeah, that's not going to work anymore. <laughs>
3: that's right.
2: Wow. Wow. And that's so, powerful. Yeah. That's powerful. So, yeah. I've been
0: really grappling with that. For me, my faith, I, I think I, determination turned into faith for me. You know what I mean? Like I was determined that no matter what I had to do, no matter who I had to see, no matter how much I had to pray, no matter what I needed to do, that I was going to come from whoever I used to be. You know, just being determined, you know, not to allow my insecurities, my doubts, and fear keep me in a closet where God's glory cannot be revealed. How many people now are in the graveyard who die with things that they were supposed to do and just dreams and aspirations, and you know, it, it didn't come <laughs> forth because of what feelings, you know. And I'm learning how to get past that, uh, those feeling, you know, because uh, mm. I like like Toby was talking about. I lost my family members when I had a full case load. I was a methadone maintenance counselor, and uh, the Lord wouldn't let me, um. I think I took off maybe a week, but it was like, I need you to learn how to run while you wounded. That even though you are wounded, you have to learn how to run also. So it's whatever God is saying to each individual at that particular time. You know what I mean? Right. But for me, I believe if I would have shut down, I would have died. You know what I mean? Wow. Because of yeah. all the stuff that happened at one time, I had to keep running. Wow. So I just wanted to share that. Wow, ladies,
3: that's powerful, Rashida. Like just what you said, like just how you had to run when you were wounded, and I feel like sometimes God. It depends on the season, right? Because some seasons yes. he's like, "I'm gonna give you rest, taking me my easy and my burden is light, and I'll give you rest." But in other seasons, he's It'll like, you. "No, you got to, you got to, you got to keep on moving forward." Yeah, even though, even though this is coming up against you, even though that's coming, you got to keep moving forward, and you got to trust me more than you trust your, what you see, right? Because it's like he got foresight we got hindsight so when we get to the hindsight we'll be like oh this is what you was talking about papa and he like yeah because I got foresight because I know what's going to happen next year I know what's going to happen 100 years from now because I don't live in time but you live in time so it's like trusting him with that and sometimes he forces us because he wants to stretch us to a greater and a bigger place and, and give us more territory so he forces us to work Work that thing. I call it work the warfare or walk, run when you wounded,
0: right? Run so it's i was wounded, yes. So it's yes. powerful, and, and and when you exchange his strength, your strength for his, you can't lose. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you cannot. If God has put you mm-hmm. on assignment, He's going to give us whatever we need, <laughs> no matter what. The strength, right. the grace, and the mercy to complete it, because that's mm-hmm. just the type of God that we serve. I you know, know, because I say when they gave me an elevation at the job, I said because we had been prophesied. So I said that I don't want that. I didn't never <laughs> want it. Why would right. I want it? Everybody trying to kill each other for that position and I just right. come into place and you're just going to give it to me. You know what I mean? Okay. I yeah. told the man, he said, my you go. I said, I don't want that. <laughs> I don't want that kind of warfare. Like, what are you talking about? I don't I want that. I'm going to stay right at my desk in my little, you know, $16, 17 an hour, and I'm cool.
1: Right. You know, <laughs> but <laughs> when D. God,
0: it's like when God elevates us, you know, man cannot hold us down. Or we, but we can, our own selves. Right. Well,
2: You know, I want to, well, I'm going to end my contribution on this note is, I am, and even today, got some news and following a lot of the stuff that's happening with uh the vaccine and covid and the FDA approving stuff i um i felt like i was getting really consumed with a lot of anger about how my dad died and that he had mm-hmm. been given um some medication that uh was pushed because of this government wanting to push it and then they revoked the approval for it, because it it caused, in my opinion, it causes death. And I've been consumed with um, anger. And to the point that you were just making, um, Rashida and Khadija, I do feel like this all was put into my life to help me channel that anger into something to purpose um, and to direct me to do something good and of value with it, because I was really to a point early summer um, in a really bad space and place. And I still slip into that um, at times, but I feel a real purpose. I feel hope and um, I see a vision beyond my anger. And so I'm so appreciative of this and um, all of the fellowship that's happened through this. Um, has just been the lifeline for me. So when I think of your mind matters, mm-hmm. I mean, this all speaks to that to me. <laughs> it does, it does.
1: And that's what I was, I was going to refer back to. Like, just saying, like, I'm glad that we're embracing you know, that our minds matter. Like it, I want to make it okay for everyone to talk about mm-hmm. their mental health and their mental wellness. Yes. You know yes. And the black community is really a topic that we don't like to discuss and suicide is real. Depression is real. Anxiety is real. Mm-hmm. And it's okay. You know, it's okay to talk about it. It's okay to really dig deep and, you know, seek a healing and go to therapy mm-hmm. if you need to. And, like, I just wanted to refer back to that, like, when we speak to, like, my mind matters, like, because that's another huge thing for me. Like, if I didn't do therapy and really have a holistic view on top Mm -hmm. of, like, you know, my religion or whatever, um, I wouldn't be where I'm at. Like, I needed a holistic approach. You know what I mean? Like, I had to really, like, you know, and it was stigmatized. It stigmatized. And people were looking at it as, like, looking at me like I was crazy. You know, in my family, like, you're going to therapy? What? And I'm yeah, like, yeah, I'm going it. to therapy. Listen, right. you going to FMLA? Yeah. Yes, FMLA. L-L-A, okay? Right? <laughs> yes, I have a right to that. Benefits. Me too. Like, I'll go yeah, too. Benefits, What? No, right. so, it's just like, please, please, please be okay. Like, please, anybody in here, <laughs> it is like, please, who cares? My black men, my women, everybody, you know, just be okay. Going to therapy huh. if you have to, like, and you know, seeking yeah. a, some level of spirituality and faith and like do something to align yourself and focus on you. It's okay to be selfish for a little bit. Like, and yes, I just it wanna is. I just yes, please, please. And that's that's really like my mind matters. I just wanted to um sum that up. I was a little nervous today, you know, when yeah. you put that up. I was thinking. I, was, I uh, have a <laughs> <So, laughs> How you going? <laughs> what you
3: just said was so like powerful Mendel, right and because was. like right so oh this is this just made comfort to my to my mind so when people like when you when people give their life to christ and they get saved right their soul is saved right but you right. still got to deal with those soulish wounds mm-hmm. see so people think like once I, I get saved and i give my life to christ everything will be okay um mm-hmm. i don't gotta deal with nothing and stuff okay. none of this childhood stuff yeah. to happen um you know right. and jesus saved you But he still put people here. He still put doctors here. He still put psychiatrists here. So you could deal with those toxic, soulish wounds that you did not deal with. And I think it it, is like, like you kind of said with the black community, it's a stigma like, oh, I went to therapy, but I needed therapy, right? So like, my my dad died. (laughs) That was the first time I had ever Sought therapy and I went to grief counseling and I'm going there for grief because my dad died and I was going through that but then other things start coming up so I'm like hold up I ain't even realized I was dealing (laughs) with all of this. so it was like I was still functioning in this place of dysfunction and even though my soul was saved I still had all these soulish wounds that I hadn't dealt with trauma so it was Mm -hmm. like let's make Mm. let's like what is it um Like, like, let's make getting help and being completely honest about our mental health great again, right? Like, let's make that great. Like, let's make mental health great again. Let's make keeping our minds first and, and letting people know that they matter. First, let's make seeking therapy matter. Like you know what I mean. Yeah, like, like,
1: go get your right. Body right. It's right, all right. right. like get your right. <laughs> you know that's the thing. Like when you're when you're broken, you just start pouring that stuff out. All right, you the bleed body. on yeah. other people. Yeah, now we just got balls of trauma just balling all around. You right. know,
0: this is. Crazy. Yeah.
1: Really you hit. bleeding on look your boy, you be bleeding on oh,
0: everybody. You over yeah, here, bro, you left a little blood uh, over here. Yeah, you left a little bro, blood, messy.
1: Little blood. Bro, here. Yes, it can. <laughs> <Mm-mm>. <laughs>
0: This is so awesome. You have, I, I I just remember having a conversation with a young lady who was very angry. She was so angry that she was in a cell 24 hours, beautiful girl. But when the, when the guards would come, she would throw stuff. She was one of the most violent women I've ever seen in my life. Mm. And I just went to her. So just to ask her, why are you so angry? And she just looked at me and she said, Miss, nobody never asked me that. Mm. just that one question, mm. you know what I'm saying? It made her sit down and think about it, mm. you know, and for her to say, nobody never asked me that was amazing to me, you know, cause sometimes people just, just that question alone can give you freedom. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you don't even, you. why are you so angry? Why are you so this? Why are you that? Why are you that? You know, just the therapy piece of asking somebody and asking for help and not having to ask help when it's a W homicide, suicide. You know what I mean? But, you know, just that one whoa, question, whoa. why are you so angry? What happened? And then she began to tell me, and I'm telling you some of the things that had happened to her was, Anybody, well, I'm not even going to say it on air, but I'm just going to say this, that she uh, had a baby for her dad Mm. and her dad. uh, He committed suicide in front of her. So sometimes we can see the outward appearance of people and see what they're doing, but we don't know what's the source. Right. And I believe for young it's so many angry young ladies. I had a young lady cuss me out so bad. And I said to her, I said, I'm your elder. You're going to cuss at me like that. And she said, I don't care who you are but she was angry right Mm -hmm. now now because i didn't rise up with her she gave me a discount y'all let me just say that because i didn't add fire with fire because by me looking at i knew she was overwhelmed you know what i mean Hmm. yeah so you know yes mental health matters and asking for help
1: is okay okay. right Right. and talking about it because people aren't mind readers yes right yeah Say
3: something. It's
1: okay. That's the truth. Mm. Let's open the
3: tombs.
1: Open, open the tombs. Tomb. Yes. <laughs> Walk even like a mummy. Even With yes. you your palms out. Get a head start. Come on.
0: Right. Yes. And cancel the funerals. <laughs> <laughs> They're canceled. The tombs is open. The funerals <laughs> is over. <The>
1: <laughs> we changed our
0: mind. We're not having a funeral today.
1: I'm up. Wow. <laughs> oh gosh. I love
3: y'all. I love, I love y'all. y'all too. Thank you for listening to A Change Mind. Visit us on social media at a change Mind Pod. And learn more about
1: us on our website
0: at a changemindpod.com.